It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, Angie, let's take a look at some uh, recent news headlines in the real estate world. I want to get your perspective and the local angle on these things. And the first one, I suppose, uh, this can be in, in honor of, uh, wasn't it International Women's Day earlier this uh, earlier yeah. this week, I believe? It uh, sure was. It sure was. And I was I was loved on by my team and by many. So. Oh, nice. Well, that's, yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, yep. So that was earlier this week. So in honor of that, perhaps this headline came across the dashboard, Angie. Are women better at negotiating real estate? Hmm. So uh, this, I this, definitely win every fight. So there you go. Possibly. You go. <laughs> um, so this uh, this woman, Cindy Watson, she's the author of the book "The Art of Feminine Negotiation," says that five of the six skill sets that mark effective negotiators are traits that most people would be considering in advantage of um, you know someone who kind of takes a feminine approach. To those traits. Um, it's also interesting because it pairs with a Harvard Business Review study that found that women pick which home to buy in such transactions 91% mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. Which, that seems really high, but my goodness, it, it was the Harvard I, Business uh, Review. It sounds very official, so. I could see that, though. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I feel like a home purchase is typically more emotional, and us ladies, you know, I, I think we tend to lean that way right more of emotional buys you know to us the the home is okay where will I have my first baby you know oh I'm going to get married um you know where will I raise my family where you know I I think and I could be wrong but I think most men lean more towards okay is this nearby where I like to do things? Is it close to work? Okay, the, the, great. Does it have yeah, a garage for work. my woodworking equipment? It, right, <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. So I think the way that we look at homes is a little bit different. And I, I think us ladies, we you know need to get that warm and fuzzy when we walk into a home. And it's it's not a house. It needs to be a home, right? Um, so I think we probably lead the discussion with, we need to be happy with what we purchase. Um, so I, I, I agree with that, that I think typically probably the women make, what was it, nine 91% of the decision-making when it comes to buying a home. Yep. I 100, 100% agree on that. Interesting. All right. And then from the negotiation standpoint, um, these were some of the skill sets that were discussed, by the way. So uh, kind of from two sides, uh, this uh, Cindy Watson said that there are uh, that women are less likely to engage in the deadly sins of negotiation, being ego, uh, attachment, mm-hmm. reactivity, not listening and jumping straight into business before building a relationship. And yeah. so then I guess the positive side of this, those skill sets are uh, the five skills that tend to be better for women are building rapport, having empathy, flexibility, intuition, and trust where yeah. men, yeah. men have the advantage. Um, she supposes typically when it comes to assertiveness and, and, yeah. and that's viewed as a positive thing in negotiations. But, yeah. uh, you, you're, you're the authoritative voice on this, Angie, since you're, uh, you know, queen of real estate here in the triangle. So it sounds like you're agreeing with all this. I, I am. I am. And I, I think that's just general 
personality traits, like you mentioned, you know, men versus women. And I know we're all different, right? And I feel like, you know, someone's going to get irritated about this discussion. But, um, you know, it, when it comes to negotiating, I do tend to find that the the men are very like, nope, do, we're done. We're moving on, you know, just very quick to react. Mm. Um, almost like they're, they're, I hate to say this on the, on the air, but kind of like butthurt if they don't get their way, right? <laughs> it's almost an ego. It's an ego, you know, yeah, killer. Okay. I got you. When they get a response and it's not what they want, where I think, the women, because they are more emotionally tied in maybe to the property, the home, um, that they can be more understanding. But I think building that rapport, like you mentioned, I think might help them in the long term. Um, because you have to remember, if you're not nice when it comes to negotiation, actually it can, you know, go the opposite way. Um, and, you know, the seller then can, you know, say I'm the buyer, the seller be can become very reactive. And versus being willing to negotiate instead they can just say oh nope take it or leave it you know so you have to be careful when it comes to negotiating with not being too strong with the negotiations either and trying to build that rapport trying to explain why we're coming in here and not to hurt feelings i hope that makes sense so, no I, you, um, you're, you're sounding very tough i don't want to negotiate against you <laughs> yeah no if you yeah ask my husband um you know and he will say angie's always right you know and even if i'm not right he just agrees and he says i'm right because I won't let it go until um, I'm right. <laughs> it sounds like uh, you have the same tactics that you use in uh, relationships that translate yeah. very nicely to real estate as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. So I'm, we are winning for our clients, I'll tell you what. <laughs> like you said, everybody's different. I don't view this yeah. so much as just like an across the board, okay, so no, women are automatically no, going to be all. better at negotiating. We're just talking about, I think, uh, what we're highlighting here. And generally, I think what the, yeah. Generally this author is, yeah, is highlighting is like uh, embrace your uh the these things that make you that that, that women tend to have sure. as assets yeah. view those things as assets yeah. and use them in such a use way don't advantage. view those things yeah. as a negative uh aspect of your personality and that you know you use your strengths to make you good at negotiating so i view that as leaning in to what makes you you and that, that should be celebrated yeah especially this week with international women's day so there you go Let's move on to the next headline here, Angie. Uh, are love letters back? So we've covered this on previous shows. Last year, uh, there was the federal, the, there was the judge in Oregon. Uh, the law was proposed, uh, or a bill that prevented buyers from writing love letters to sellers, um, saying that it could lead to discrimination because you might put in a picture of your family in there, and someone could decide to sell you a home versus someone else because of skin color, or gender, or any number of factors, and that that was a you know violation of fair housing and those kinds of things. Yeah, a lot of folks across the country even if it wasn't technically fully rule yet, went ahead and started peeling away from doing those love letters and that kind of thing between buyer and seller. Well, a federal judge uh, in, has ruled that that Oregon law that kind of started this whole thing um, is a violation of the First Amendment. And so it has now kind of put that bill and that law on hold for now. And kind of interesting, one of the attorneys fighting the ban said that the state cannot ban important speech just because someone might misuse it which I thought was an interesting, uh, interesting take on the whole thing. So honestly, this is the the first that I'm hearing of this, you know, it's a, yeah, it's just, a real ca estate. just came down a few days ago. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I'm not at the speed here, but you know, as of right now, it, it's a real estate commission rule, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I understand this goes above and beyond 
the the realtors association um but yeah it's a real estate commission rule as far as the love letters go and the protected classes um and that's really where it, it doesn't state that you can't write a love letter it just states these are protected classes and these items cannot be discussed which typically in a love letter you get into detail about familial status you know and and all those fine lines yeah. that we can't talk about um, because then what you do is you have a seller who potentially could be steering um, a certain way because of the certain protected classes which is unfair it's not a even playing field for everyone so um i understand it you know i i do have to say with representing buyer clients you know i i dislike that we can't write those anymore because it did sure. help some clients to win, right? Telling their story. And I know with working on the flip side, on the seller side, I've had some seller clients back in the day when when love letters were like still a thing and not really being watched, um, I would say per se. You know, I've had sellers who didn't necessarily go with the best offer that would net them the most money. They went with the person who they felt like would take care of their home and make it their own and, you know, kind of leave a legacy like they did. So, yeah, so I, I understand why people have really just cracked down on these love letters. Um, I completely get it, especially with the state of the market that we're in right now. You know, it is very cutthroat out there. And, you know, if a buyer is going to win, a buyer is winning because they truly had the best offer, not because of one of the protected classes. It's a great point, Angie. Yeah, especially in today's market, you can where there's going to be bidding wars, and you know the the seller's going to have their their pick of of who they want to sell the house to. Yeah, maybe a little different back when it was just you know a, a little bit of competition among buyers, but pretty equal offers across the board. Uh, not necessarily the case anymore. So, and it'll just be interesting to see if that uh, that ban you know kind of becomes more uh, you know on the back burner or is truly done away with. Will the real estate commission then change its mind eventually on some of those things that they've put in place, or will they kind of just hold fast to that being the new way of doing business? So we'll be interested to see how things play out in the future, but thought that was an interesting headline to cover on the show today. Uh, last but not least, uh, a lot of people may be wondering, the war in Russia, Ukraine, is that going to have an impact on the U.S. real estate market? Certainly it could have an indirect impact impact, but the National Association of Realtor, a group of researchers, they say that there won't at least be a direct negative impact. And by that, they mean, okay, so there's a lot of Russian uh, buyers out there who now really can't do business in the U.S. Will that mean that we won't have people, you know, that normally would be buying and selling homes in the area now not able to do so? But they looked at the data and said that Russian buyers in the U.S. only make up less than 1% of foreign buyers, which only makes up about 2% of all buyers in the United States. So a very, very small slice of the of the pie. Yeah, yeah. You know, and of course, such a sensitive subject to talk about, you know, right now, in in light of everything that's going on um, over there in those countries. Um, But as far as it having a direct impact on our real estate market, you know, the points that you just, you know, talked about, I, I do agree, I don't foresee that. Um, it will have a direct impact on our real estate market here locally. I do think, though, that because of what's taken place, you know, over there in Ukraine and whatnot, and, you know, things such as like gas shortages, the prices are really spiking. Other factors could change the buying power of some buyers. So I think it could directly affect individuals in the sense that they might not be as 
able, um, you know, and, and, you know, as liquid, um, maybe to purchase what they originally wanted to purchase, if that makes sense. So I think there's just a lot of moving parts. But no, I, I don't think that there's going to be this huge direct negative effect on the overall real estate market here locally. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.